That's right. Welcome back to the House of Hoops with Bevo and Jakey. You're listening to the Hoopsters, and it's time to speak to another star of the competition. Came coming off a huge game on Saturday night. Personally, couldn't quite get the job from a team perspective, but uh, great to have Molly McKendrick on the show again. Hello, Molly. Howdy. <laughs> As I spoke about, obviously, you know, you had a huge game on Saturday night. Twenty six points as well as 12 boards, but uh, couldn't quite get the job done as a team. Tell us about the game itself. Um, yeah, look, it was a tough game. Um, it was a bit of a weird one. There was a bit of up and down as we went along, and we, I think, got down by about 14, 16 at one point, kind of heading towards the end of the game. And For us, it was one of those games you kind of look back on and just think, wow, how are we even kind of where we were? Um, you know, and for me personally, uh, even though I felt like, um, you know, I was competitive, I'd didn't really feel like I played um, my game. I thought my decision-making was pretty poor and probably on the defensive end wasn't as influential as what I wanted to be. So I was a bit frustrated probably in my personal game and then I think for the team, we were just frustrated watching uh, or watching back the tape and looking at the opportunities we had and how much better we really could have played. But credit to Forest Hill, they played hard the whole game and you know they really tested us. So for us, it was a good, a good first hit-out, but obviously a lot to improve on. Yeah, certainly. And, and you mentioned... The, the frustration looking back on the tape. Was there anything in particular that, that stood out as, as something as a from a team that you, you feel that you just didn't quite get right? Was there anything in particular that stood out? Yeah, um, I think for us, it's just sticking to who we are as a team. Um, you know, for us, in the last couple of uh, weeks and months, we've really felt like our culture's been really good and we're really playing a good brand of basketball. And I think we all kind of reflected back on the tape um, and, uh, and some people probably had opportunities that they didn't, I take in the sense of just having the confidence to go out and play like they had been. Um, we had a couple of girls who were playing probably more minutes than what they ever have in NBL 1, and they've got the skill and the talent to be able to do it, but for them, it's just stepping up to that next level. So I think there was a real lack of confidence uh, with some of the girls on the team, but also I think we could just see that our execution at times was really poor. And, you know, that comes back to me as a leader of the group, and I need to, you know, again, have better decision-making on both ends of the floor, and, and hopefully that's something we can... Well, certainly I can improve on uh, as we head into this next game. Yeah, absolutely. And like I just was uh, as I was watching the game, I noticed that it was yeah, a little bit scrappy at times, and it seemed like a really defensive sort of game. Like it was pretty low scoring, but then you, you, you guys just exploded in the last quarter and got right back into it. Was was the key to flicking the switch, the decision making, and just just being able to put all those things that you said said together? Like, or was it just a bit of momentum? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, probably a bit of everything. And look, any time you look at a score at half-time, I think it was 21 all, yeah, um, yep. you've kind of done your job down one end of the floor, but you're clearly not being successful down the other. So I think for us, um, it was just limiting some of our poor turnovers. And, you know, again, Forrest will put, put us under pressure, but a lot of it was unforced um, errors and unforced turnovers. And I think it was Matt that said after the game, um, for us probably heading into that fourth quarter, it was just seeing the ball go through the hoop. Um you know, we had a lot of shots, which are good shots for us that we yeah. couldn't knock down. Um, and so I think for us, it was just we started making those shots that I anticipate and I expect that we'll keep making. Uh, but it was just that confidence boost. And then we kind of got rolling and got some stops down the defensive end. But we know um, the league is going to be really tough. We know each team we come up against is going to be a challenge. And for us, we just can't get into positions where we're, you know, we are tied at 20 all at half time. Yeah. Um, so for us, we've got to. You know, keep that defensive intensity, but also be confident on the offensive end. 
Now, Molly, obviously, Matt Clark gets spoken about quite a bit as being highly regarded and he spent some time in the WNBL system. Uh, what do you think makes him such a successful coach? And he, he comes across being so laid back as well. Is there ever a time when he gives you guys a spray? <laughs> Um, look, I think the good thing about Matt is he knows what his strengths are and he's not the coach that's going to give you a spray, but he also has coaches that, you know, he surrounds himself with coaches that kind of, I guess, complement his coaching style. So, you know, we've got someone like Jess Fergus or even Dan Cahill that, you know, if we need the spray, as sometimes we do, you know, they're willing to step in and kind of have that discussion. But Matt gives you just the confidence to play and, and his biggest thing is that we all love what we do and we enjoy it. So if you're not enjoying it, um, then what are you playing for? So he just brings a good culture and a good brand to the group um, and just instills confidence in girls that probably haven't had that same opportunity um, either under different coaches, different programs. So you know, Southern's really lucky to have him. We, mm. we certainly are lucky to have him, but it's also not just Matt, but also the coaching group he's got surrounded by all surrounding him. Yeah, absolutely. Um Sounds like the sort of coach you want to play with, yeah. yeah. Um, just, just curious. To you had a couple of couple of changes this year to your, to your team. Um, Brittany Hernandez, come, Hernandez comes in. Um, how, how's she sort of fitting in so far? So far to your team and and Morgan Yeager obviously didn't play on 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 Saturday night. Is there any sort of word on how close she is to to coming back? At all? Yeah, so we've got um, a couple of additions. So Britt's come into the group and she's an athletic big that can shoot the ball. Um, she had a pretty rough first week in, in Adelaide. She flew in, I think it was on the Monday. Um, was Monday night's training, we had a blackout within the first five minutes. So oh. no training. And then she was sick and had been having some flu-like symptoms, uh, luckily not COVID, but had been pretty crook for the week. So she had a bit of a rough start, but you know, showed some great glimpses of what she can do for us. Mm. As well, and then obviously, yeah, having some like Morgan come back um, with her leadership and just her ability to create uh, with the ball in her hands, you know, that's a big bonus for us. And obviously, she's been injured, but you know, we'll be ready for her when she when she's back, and we're excited about that opportunity. And then also, we've got another um, import guard coming in that lands uh, tomorrow or today, I believe it is actually. So yep. she'll be um, ready to play on the weekend as well. So we're we're getting back to her full strength. Yep. You know, a big thing for us has been building up a good core group uh, that you know our imports or Morgan or whoever comes in can essentially complement um, and hopefully we've built a good strong support and strong base that we can just keep building. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I mean, I, I said it on the show last week. I actually tipped you guys to to make the grant. I, I felt like last year there was a lot of teams that were very happy not to see you in the finals. Obviously, not you guys, but there was probably five teams that are very happy. Because you were finished off the season um, in such in such strong form, so I guess what what do you sort of think are the, are the keys to really taking that next step? Is it just as, as simple as staying injury free and, and, and developing some consistency week in week out as a playing group? What are your thoughts about that? Um, yeah, it's a really tough one actually, and it was something that I, I spoke about at the NBL on launch. You know, I mentioned before our first game, and I said it was the last time I'm going to talk about it, but. As a player, coach, whatever it might be, you never want to be in a position where your future and your ability to play finals is in other teams' hands. So for us, you know, whilst it was a positive that we finished out the year with good momentum and finished out strong, it was still a really disappointing outcome because for us, we knew we could be there and we could be playing finals, but you know, our start of the season didn't give us that opportunity. So it was one of those things that's more of a bit of a lesson that you can't kind of wait around for success. And again, that's probably why we've spent so much focus and time uh, onto our core group and just building up yeah. 
solid support that, you know, whoever does come in during the season will just add to that. Um, whereas last season, you know, we were missing pieces early on and we kind of changed things and had to adjust as we went. So for us, it was just about having a really good, strong start to the season. And obviously the weekend was disappointing. But again, we've kind of looked at that and gone how much better we can be and, and what more we can do on the floor. So, yeah, it's, it's one of those things that, Having momentum last year was good because it showed our potential, um, but it also kind of hurt a little bit and got us motivated to really try and kick off the season uh, the way we want to and, and play the type of basketball we want to play. Yeah, absolutely. And um, yourself, yourself personally, you're, you're in law. You're a lawyer. I, I, I've been been told how do you how do you manage? I could barely manage, you know, working eight hours a day as a teacher without even doing anything like on the side as well. How do you manage your your time doing that and, and playing basketball at such a high level, and how do you how do you fit it all in? <laughs> Great question. Um, I probably don't fit it all in. That's half the issue. But <laughs> yeah. I suppose for me, I'm I'm just so genuinely um, appreciative to be surrounded by such supportive people. And Matt knows for me, trying to get to a training, you know, fifteen twenty minutes early just doesn't happen. Um, but he respects that when I get there, I, I give it my all, and that's the same as. You know, my shooting in the morning commitments might change depending on my work day or it might be a really late night or whatever it is. So um, I'm just really blessed to have such supportive people around me that kind of help me have that balance. And I'm lucky to still be able to play and I'm, I don't take that for granted at all. And my work does take up a big part of my life. Um, yeah. But, you know, I'm still very blessed to have sport outside of it and have kind of a distraction away from it. So I'm going to try and keep doing both it for as long as I can, um, and just yeah, I'm very lucky to be have well, yeah have such supportive people around me that can kind of make it possible. Yeah, yeah. Well, Molly, thanks so much for joining us on the Hoopsters. It's always really great to chat with you. Had you on a couple of times last year, not only on the phone but also in the studio, and we look forward to chatting again real soon. No worries at all. Thanks for having me, guys.